Hello and welcome to Plotress. This is Meg. This is Lane. And today we're reviewing Meet Me in Mayfair by Tessa Dare. So this is another one in the How the Duke Stole Christmas anthology. Which we had a little bit of trouble figuring out if it was published in 2018 or 2019. Turns out 2018. Yes. Um, and this is the series where we've done one already where everything relates back to shortbread. Shortbread and Dukes. And Dukes. Yep. Right. That's it. All right, so um, what is the book jacket? Louisa Ward needs a Christmas miracle. Unless she catches a wealthy husband at the ball, the Duke of Thorndale will evict her family from their home. When Louisa finds herself waltzing with the heartless Thorndale, she's unnerved by his handsome looks and surprising charm. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, this is That's, that is the setup. Yeah. She's one of six children. Mm -hmm. She's the oldest daughter. They're getting evicted from their house unless they can buy it outright. So she sets out to her best friend's ball to catch a duke. Yeah. I mean, she actually doesn't go to catch him. Oh, well, no, not to catch a duke, but to catch a money. Yes, to catch a man. To catch a man. To catch a man. To save her family. To save her family. Trope number one. Sorry, I know we're not there yet, but. Oh, no, trope number one. And um, she's also giving up on love to do this. So trope mm -hmm. number two, you know, she's got to do what's right for her family. Yeah. So that means she's just gonna have to give up on the idea of ever falling in love. Yeah. Um, as Meg mentioned, our randomly generated numbers are now between one and 25 for these novellas, just because the books aren't that long. Yeah. Uh, so this week's or this episode's randomly generated number is nine. Here is mine. Love me for me. Oops, lied about my identity. Uh, let's get drunk and make out in the snow. <laughs> Great. There we go. I mean, two different two different takes on it. On the same issue, really. But both equally Relevant. valid. Yeah. yeah. Um, so any other tropes? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I referred to this in my summary, but basically she decides not to tell him the truth about who she is so that he can see her for the way she really is and then not evict her family and I was like how is this gonna work out for it, her at first she was like I'm not gonna tell him who I am because I can't stand him and I just want to get out of here sure which okay but then when they end up hanging out she it, like takes him back to her house and she doesn't tell him I'm like that's a really stupid, stupid idea. idea yeah um he is a second son who inherits after the death of the first. Yeah, unexpected heir. Unexpected heir and reluctant. And reluctant Did heir. not want the Duke de Metal. Yeah. And did you know that Yorkshire is really far away from London? Because it is. I think this is also like the third one we've read where the hero has a mother who went up to the Scottish Highlands or Yorkshire or the North or whatever and didn't stick around because she yeah. was just too traumatized by being so far from yeah. society. Yeah, they're really far away. Anyway, mm -hmm. these moms all, like, really suck. I think really suck. Yeah. Yeah, and also, like, dang, I don't know. It just doesn't seem all that historically accurate that the woman would have all this money to just leave, but mm, I don't know. Me neither. Um, they fall in love during their first waltz. Sort yeah. of. Sort Like, it only takes one waltz. It only takes one waltz. Yeah. We, we have the big crazy family. Yeah, and hers, hers this time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He is sad, tragic orphan, so. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, his whole family's dead now. Yeah. So his father, his mother abandoned the family, and then the actual heir to the dukedom kicked it. We don't know how. We don't know how, but it was tra tra traumatic it because was... he didn't want to inherit. Right. So. Thorndale. Um, she is very much the city mouse. And he's the country mouse. And that is an insurmountable obstacle for dukes. Yeah, especially when they're from Yorkshire. Yep. Um. I mean, basically, this is a cute novella. I liked it. Yeah, I, I didn't hate it. 
I, cute. I enjoyed it. Um, so, like you said, James, the Duke of Thorndale, is kicking Louise's family out of their house. And her father was able to find a position, but it's on the Isle of Jersey. Yeah. Oh, no. The horror of going to a nice little island in the Atlantic. I don't know. Does it sound like all that horrible to you? I mean, I say this with love being from this Jersey, but I, I wouldn't want to be. <laughs> all right. But the, the thing that really got me is that she and her family feel this like huge sense of entitlement to this house when really just her father was friends with his father and his father his just uncle. like whoever the 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 previous duke his father was friends with the owner of the house the previous duke and the duke was just nice and let them live there and now all of a sudden they can't live there anymore and it's this tragic horrible happenstance and i was like really you couldn't have expected that right he bought the house on credit and then it sounds like paid nothing back ever ever mm -hmm. in like over a decade yeah in in forever he paid nothing back ever in forever yeah he's had forever to do it zero payments and there is no like introspection <laughs> no. all about that in this no novel. not at all it's basically just like the duke is heartless because he's kicking us out of our house that that we have we, never paid for <laughs> right that, right that we have really no claim to at all yeah except for the fact that we've squatted there and it really is squatting <laughs> really is squatting. It's a family yeah. of eight squatting <laughs> yeah um so she gets to the ball all made up, like, gotta... Gotta catch, catch a man. Gotta catch a man, going fishing. And her best friend corners her the second she gets there. And she'd been relying on her best friend, whose family is hosting the party, to, like, introduce her to eligible yeah. dudes. And instead, the best friend informs her that she is running away to elope with her commoner lover. Yeah. And that she just hands Louisa her dance card and is like, do this for me, make excuses, I just need until midnight to make sure we have a clean getaway. Yeah. And Louisa feels like she can't refuse and like cost her friend her best friend her happiness so she right. accepts even knowing the best friend's dance card is always filled with like the most ineligible the men, worst yeah because her best friend having already had this common her lover did not want to encourage suitors right well and also she just felt bad for them this is the this is the the female version of the wallflower the wallflower yeah so she Where the, the man dancing with the wallflower but of course somehow james the duke of thorndale appears on her dance card as the fourth and of course he's there for the waltz and james is a real dick he's like okay you're an unmarried lady who just happened to convince your friend uh -huh. that you can dance with me and you're going to try to seduce me and now i have to sit with you at dinner because we're doing the waltz right. together and like Ugh. and he doesn't start treating her nicely until she makes it very clear she despises him exactly and then he's like well i guess she's not out for my money i can hang out with her it's real it's like one of those duke things and i'm like oh, really yeah but it's this this at the same time, this is so not, this is such a romantic trope that I was like, okay, makes total sense to me. Yep, it you was, know? <laughs> like, I wasn't thrilled with it, but I was like, whatever, I'm here. Yeah. So at the, I'm here for Tessa Dare. I was like, if someone, if anyone can do something with this, it's Tessa. And the next series of events, I feel like would only happen in a Tessa Dare. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Okay. So she gets into an accident with some punch and has to be taken home. Yeah. And so they go to find his carriage. And when they find his this carriage and open the door his coachman is tapping a lady in yeah. the carriage hooking up in the carriage and i was like hey you know what i feel ya." well and she rather than acting the demure miss doesn't shy away from seeing what's going on but instead is like real interested in watching yeah. him kick this guy's ass i was like all yeah. right this is funny that, that was like, good good that job tessa dare this is like unique That's and fair. funny on the other hand what happens after that 
is Christmas cliche, but like a downer Christmas cliche, in my opinion. Okay. Which is, he's like, oh, uh, London is really dumb and everyone is just superficial in London. May, uh, Yorkshire is so much better. And she's like, if I can prove to you that London is really nice, then you have to... I forget what you have to admit it and whatever. So just no, like she that. basically says, "I won't tell you where I live." Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah. I, so you can't take me home. I'm gonna take you all over Mayfair, so you, you actually go. like see good, nice parts of London. And yeah. he's like, "That sucks. I just want to take you home." And she's like, "Interesting. You don't know where I live." Yeah. So they get into this little tiff, and then he eventually acquiesces, sort of. So it's just very, in my opinion, very Christmas movie esque. I Blame loved my, it. Yeah, yeah, I loved Blame it. Loved it. I was like mm, rolling my eyes. I was not into it. Yeah, I was like, okay, fine. Like, take him through this winter wonderland. I was, I was not into it. They walk Bond not. Street. They grab a bottle of brandy from his club and go make out in Hyde Park. Yeah. It's, I was in the snow. It's freezing. It's freezing. And they're out all night And they don't long. have jackets. She's just wearing jackets. his wool coat. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. I was sitting there thinking when they were making out in the snow, I was like, are you freezing to death? And I was like, I'm here for it. See, I, did, I couldn't get over it. I couldn't get over it. You know, I love Tessa Dare. I was like, Tessa, you are, this is not up to your usual standards. This is like the Christmas crank I'm here for. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, like 100%. That's what I wrote. Not up to Tessa Dare standards. And she's like too opinionated for most men. Yeah. And all he talks about is how glad he is that she speaks her mind. And their one makeout is a fight over that because yeah. she disagrees with him. And she's like, I guess you like it when I speak my mind until I do it and disagree with you. And then there's a spontaneous snowball fight and then they make out. And I was like, I'd usually hate this, but I'm in a Christmas mood and I will ride this, <laughs> I will ride this horse with you. Yeah. Well, and I, I think for me, and again, God, this is, this is a Christmas novella. What's wrong with you, Meg? Can't you just sit back and enjoy it? I couldn't. They fall in love like over the course of six hours. Yeah. Somehow they're out till five in the morning in the freezing cold and don't notice, which is why, even though it is not described, I assume they killed that bottle of brandy. <laughs> so, of course, then he takes her back. She takes him back to her house. And she's trying to convince him to sneak away and not come in so she can move to Jersey in peace without him ever knowing she was one of the people he was evicting. But then her little annoying sister catches sight of them from the window. Did you convince him not to kick us out of our house, Sister Louisa? <laughs> None of these people have any chill. No. <laughs> no they're, they're like, oh my God, Louisa, you found the Duke. Oh my God, you totally convinced him not to kick us out, right? And he's like, excuse well, me? Well, I think the thing is, even if she'd succeeded in convincing a man to marry her for his money and he sort of knew it, I don't think he would have appreciated walking into her home and immediately being told, thank you for marrying our sister for your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Total. So gosh. Also, something that I was very extremely disappointed in yes. is that there was no sex. None. That was, I was livid. I was real annoyed, and I, this is Tessa. Tessa, right, like, I rely on you. Tessa Dare is my favorite fluffy sex, mm -hmm. and the fact that this book had zero one makeout, one makeout was it. Then they had the wedding night fade to black. I was like, Tessa, no, 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 that's not how this works. Give the readers what they want. There's a contract between <laughs> you and us. Between you and the readers. When we start reading something you've written, I expect there to be descriptions of things <laughs> yeah um i thought this was great and christmasy okay how many candy canes out of five mm, i would say three there's a christmas okay. morning there's making out in the snow there's a snow there's balls. like a romantic walk down bond street which is decorated for the holidays they meet at a christmas ball like there's some serious christmas it's not quite 
there's a little too much like it's about giving and love and <laughs> like there I needed a little bit more just like pure Christmas crap yeah yeah I yeah. think the thing is if this were a movie and like I saw Bond Street all decked out and I saw the decor of the ball- ballroom I'd probably like round it up to four uh-huh. but Tessa Dare doesn't have a ton of like descriptions of the scenery which works Good, well yeah. in a novel like I don't want to read yeah. 95 pages about the Christmas decorations um, so for I, th- I think it's a 3 out of 5 for me alright All right. 3 out of 5 candy canes well Merry Christmas to all of you listening to our 12 podcasts of Christmas and to all good night 